Hey everyone, welcome to Threadcast. Ryan Smith here, the one, the only. <laughs> Hope that you are having a good day. Uh, a day behind on putting out this Threadcast today. Uh, struggled with what to say on this, whether what we covered in, in our gathering yesterday, um, or what to add, whatever. So I'm um, going to be kind of just playing it by ear on this one, see how this goes. We'll see where we're at. We're starting a new series. What are you holding your hands is what we're calling it. Um, and we're kind of taking a new look on, not a new look, but uh, maybe a different look on the Christmas story. I feel like, um, you know, it's a story we all know. We all, we've all we all heard it. We know the, the players in it. And there's some beautiful stuff, and I think there's I think there's need to, to cover it over and over again. Um, and so I don't want to downplay that at all. Uh, I just want to simply, um, you know, find new ways. What do we do with it? How do we how do we hold this story in our hands? How do we how do we listen to it? How do we tell it? How do we share it? And I think most importantly, I want to challenge what do we what do we put, how do we put it into action, right? Um, and so want you to be thinking about that as we we go through this material again not new material right these are things you've all heard but things maybe in just a new perspective on how to hear it and so what do you hold in your hand we um kind of taking that from um you know there's a a story in the old testament where uh god calls moses and there's a whole burning bush um story and you know moses is there god's trying to convince moses to, to to lead and to take his people out of egypt and Moses is reluctant, and finally, he's um, God's got some some headway into the into him. But Moses finally says, "Hey, God, but what if, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if they don't believe?" And God simply says, "Hey, what's in your hand, Moses?" And he looks down; it's his rod. And then God goes on and say, "Hey, here's how you're going to use this rod, um, this everyday stick, to do my will." And I think that's so such an incredible thought, right? the idea that God uses some of the simplest things, things that we already have in our lives to do some amazing, godly, miraculous events, to take things that we are so familiar with and that seem like they don't have any particular use other than what they're for, but then God can take them and do some incredible things with them. And so we get that, you know, in the story of David with a slingshot, right? He slaves Goliath. And we got it with a little boy who has... Uh, uh, fish and loaves of bread in his basket, and God feeds five thousand people out of it. Right, and so God uses the 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 everyday things to do incredible things. That He gives us gifts, if you will, to hold in our hands. Um, but they're not just beautiful gifts for us to hold; they're gifts to be used, um, just like the the rod, just like the fish, just like the loaves, just like the slingshot. And so that's what we're going to do. We're going to look at um, the Christmas story over the next few weeks. And kind of challenge ourselves, what gift has God given us to hold in our hand because of these stories and because of these characters? And then more importantly, what are we going to do with them? And, and uh, that's just really as simple as it's going to get. We want you to hear them and then be challenged by them. And so today we're going to look at um, our first characters that we're going to look at are the divine uh, or the celestial beings, if you will, in the, the Christmas story. Um, we're going to look at the, the angels um, but then also, uh, kind of want to point out the star as well. I mean, you know, he's a character that we know about, or she's a character that we know about. Whatever, it's a character. Um, <laughs> but um, what it plays in the Christmas story. So first off, I just want to simply read to you these different accounts of what happened, and then we'll kind of talk about them. 
Um, so just sit back, relax, and, and listen to different stories of the Christmas story, right? Different aspects of the Christmas story. The first one I want to deal with is the angel and Mary. So in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married, to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who is said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month, for no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. Listen to those words again, how Mary responds. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. And next we have the story of the angels with Joseph. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to make Mary home, to take to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him, and took Mary home as his wife. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him, and took Mary home as his wife. The next story is is angel the angels and the shepherds. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, do not be afraid, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and had gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. And finally, I want to read you the story of the star, the star and the Magi. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born, King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. After they had heard The king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen, when it rose, went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him.
And so we have the angels and the stars, the characters of our first, you know, and we ask, what did they have in their hand? Um, what were they holding? What was the gift that God gave them? And I want to put forth to you that the, that they had a proclamation or a testimony, if you will, a, a, a story, a message to share. You know, I, I was, as I was working through this and thinking about this, you know, we've got what they said, but wouldn't it have been amazing to see, to be a part of when they heard, when God talked to the angel, when God talked to the Abra, to, to Gabriel, or when he instructed the star, or whatever it was, um, what, how crazy this story is for the angel to hear him say that, I'm going to send my son, I'm going to send myself as a baby. You know, what would that have been like for them to hear this? You know, what would they have been like? God, you're nuts. I don't, I mean, I just, I don't know where that, that doesn't really have to go anything with this story. It just made me think about it. But we do know that they had a proclamation. They were given a testimony. They were given a message to give. And so a few things about that proclamation that I want you to think about is first, that it was a message from God. It wasn't from their own, that the star was given a task, that the, the angels were given a task, uh, words to say, but they were not words of their own. They were words from God. The next thing is that when you look at their words, it shares, here's what to come, or here's what has happened. Here is um, something new that you did not know. And also, their proclamation and their testimony can contain aspects of hope, of joy, that there was an anticipation being felt among the people that they were spoken to, um, but it gave them, it gave them, it was a message of hope. It was not a, a message of damnation. It was not a, a message of guilt, but a message of hope, of joy, of fulfillment. And finally, every proclamation, proclamation by the angels, and even what the star did, always pointed to Jesus. And that seems so simplistic. But how many times do our words really point to Jesus or do they point to something we want to accomplish? Um, there, there's some, some things to think about there. But then they had this proclamation, right? Um, they had this testimony that they had been given. And so then we have to ask, how did they use it? How did they use that gift that, they were, that was put in their hands? What did they do? And here are some, maybe just some observations that I had in that. Is that one, when they gave that proclamation, it was to a specific recipient. Is that their message was not just to some random people or to people on the street or they were preaching from the corner of this message of God. That each one had a specific, that, that there was a message specifically for Mary, a message specifically for Joseph, a message specifically for the shepherds. And the star was specifically meant to be for the Magi. Now, other people heard those messages repeated, right? Other people were blessed by those messages. But the original proclamation went to somebody specific. The other thing is that when the messages were given from God... They were given, I believe, in a gentle voice. What I mean by that is, you know, you look at the angels, every one of them, they said, do not fear, right? That when you're speaking for God, or, you know, especially the angels, when the angels, you know, you can see the, the terror of just what it would be like to see an angel. I get that. But then when you hear the words that the angels are saying, 
that I would almost imagine that the words were more horrific and, and crazy and, and out there. Um, but the, they were spoken with gentleness. They were spoken with, with a sense of, of do not fear. And then um, the other thing in that is that there was gentleness done to it, but the, the proclamations, they were direct. There was like, here's what God has to say, no matter how crazy or how weird it sounds, that you, you are going to be asked to do something that seems so out there. That you're going to have a baby through a virgin birth. That you are going, you are asked to 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 humble yourself and to put away your ego and to and to walk with a woman who everyone knows you did not impregnate. Right? You're to you're to follow and find a baby in a manger and and put away your sheep for a bit. Right? To walk miles upon miles, but the message was direct. It didn't pull any punches. It didn't apologize. Right? And each time that the the angels and the magi or the the star gave their proclamation, and how they did it, every time the recipient hears and responds and goes towards the story of Jesus. I think there's something powerful in that that idea that that we have a proclamation that we have been given a gift that in the Christmas story it's not just a story to participate in and for us to celebrate but it's a story that we give right and so that being said um, now the challenge for us through through this is what proclamation is in your hand and how will you use it and so I want you to kind of think about that what what message has God given you right uh, what story has he blessed you with? And maybe it's the story of the Christmas story. Maybe this is the sign of the season where you've been called to share the story of Jesus coming to earth and being Emmanuel, God with us. Um, but maybe you've had another message or a proclamation put on your heart. Maybe God through the Spirit has been, been gnawing at you something to say, something to share. Um, maybe... Um, you know, you, you say, well, how do I know? How do I know it's really a proclamation from God? How do I know that he's the one giving it? And, you know, as simply you go back to is, do you do you find it to be something that God would say and not yourself or something that you can find in Scripture as well? Maybe is it a message of hope? Is it a message that points to Jesus? You know, those are things to think through. But I would suggest that God is always putting a gift of a proclamation or testimony in your heart, in your mind. It doesn't matter that you're not a preacher, that you're not a pastor, that you don't get paid to do this. But that if you call yourself a Christ follower, there is always a message that he is putting in your heart to share. And so how do we do it? What do you, what do you, how, who, who are you called to share it with, right? And so, you know, again, we look at what they did in this Christmas story, you know, I think if you've been given a proclamation, there's somebody specific that I think God wants you to give it to, right? I mean, now with the internet, we can put our messages out there and they can go to as many random people as possible. And there's something good in that. But I think there's also something better in this idea that there's somebody specific that we're called to give it to. And so who in your life needs to hear this message that's on your heart? Who do you think um, would that God is calling you to share it with? And then secondly, how you share it. 
how you speak truth is just as important as speaking truth, right? The idea that maybe it might be a hard lesson that they need to hear, it might be a direct message they need to hear, but how you speak it in the in the atmosphere that you speak it in, in the tone that you use, and the words that you say are just as vital as the message itself. Do you approach them with a gentle spirit, with a gentle heart, with a loving heart, a way that's going to allow them to truly, truly see Jesus and not your ugly words, right? And then there's simply the idea that I speak directly. It's tough. It's tough. Those are those are tough things to do, but I think that's what we see in this Christmas story. I believe deeply that, that more so that people are wanting to hear, that people are longing for a message, longing for a proclamation. And what's kind of funny is that I don't think they're wanting to hear it from preachers. I don't think they're wanting to hear it from pastors, right? I mean, with the internet now and all this stuff, you see that they can pull up all these messages and people are listening, but people are stopped, have stopped listening to preachers a lot. But they still long to hear. And I believe they deeply want to hear from people who aren't paid to preach or teach. They want to know that what they are being taught, what they are being seen, that, it, that it's real, that, that they're words that matter to people outside of people who are in um, the pastorate, right? Or who are people of the cloth, whatever, however you want to see it. But they, they want to know that this message means something, that it's not just words that someone gets paid to say or that they feel, you know, that they dedicate their life to. Now, I, I think there's something to... To preaching, I'm not. I'm not dogging that, but I think there's something powerful that Christians, that Christ followers, have missed out on the idea that they speak for God, that you carry God's message in your heart, in your mind, and in your in your words, and that you've been asked to share that message. And so, I just simply close with what proclamation or testimony has been put on your heart. Do you have the courage to acknowledge it? Do you have the courage to speak it? And who is he calling you to speak it to? Would love to if you if you have that and you're afraid you, you don't know if you could follow up on that. I'd love for you to let me know or let somebody else know and, and 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 let them hold you accountable to you know say hey this is when I plan on sharing this and and what it's going to look like you know whatever it might be to 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 help you fulfill that message that the angels and the star did, that we can join in the Christmas story by sharing the gift of proclamation. So I know it's a little weird thought out there. I know it's kind of scary, especially for those who consider themselves introverts. But remember, um, we're not asking you to go and preach on the corner and to, to yell with a bullhorn or stand up in a church. We're simply to ask you to have a cup of coffee, have some tea, and share the message that God has put on your heart and allow the Spirit to do the rest of the work. Hope this challenges you. I hope you have a great week, and uh, may we be people who proclaim the way the angels proclaimed. Grace and peace. <laughs>